Hello everyone and welcome back to the Future in Focus podcast. In this episode we speak to Food Technical Manager at LRQA, Mark Fincham, to discuss the BRCGS Food Safety Issue 9, which is scheduled to be published in August 2022. But we began by asking Mark, what is the BRCGS standard? Well, the BRCGS standard is, is a food safety standard and it is part of a suite of products which the BRCGS offer. Um, the BRCGS food safety or food standard um, is a standard which has been around a good number of years now. It's uh, the first issue one, I believe, was about uh, 15, 20 years ago. So it's been going for quite some time. Um, Food safety standard, which the BRCGS covers, is what is called a GFSI benchmark standard. Now, GFSI stands for Global Food Safety Initiative, and they're a group of uh, stakeholders in food safety, both food manufacturers and also retailers, and they um, have put together a benchmark of requirements, and it means that you can benchmark other food safety standards as comparable. So BRCGS is compared with the uh, uh, IFS standard and the FFSC 22000 standard. They're the the main um, standards which are in the benchmarking scheme, but there are others. So the BRCGS food safety standard is a standard which is quite commonly requested by um, retailers and other food manufacturers of suppliers and it gives a um, consistency or a certification that the uh, company uh, or the manufacturer is making food product which is of a quality and um, food safety standard. And it's something that certification bodies audit against. As I said, there are currently, um, we're on issue eight and we'll be soon be moving to issue nine of the standard. Um, the standard developed over the years, um, incorporating new ideas and concepts and keeping up to date and also um, keeping up to date with the benchmarking requirements, as I mentioned earlier, with uh, GFSI. Um, the current standard food eight has been around uh, and operating since um, August 2018. So every three or four years, the BRCGS update the standard um, and the process is now taking place for uh, BRCGS version 9. And as we stand at the moment, there's a draft version of BRCGS version 9, which was um, published for public consultation in December. The standard itself, BRCGS version 9, is due to be published in um, August 2022. And this will replace the current version version 8 um, in six months time. So there's a hard changeover on the uh, 1st of February. So all audits planned after 1st of February will be against the new version, version 9, not against version 8. Current version 8 is still the one that uh, you will have an audit against at this moment in time until the 1st of February. Mark has mentioned the BRCGS Food Safety Issue 9, which will be published later this year. And so we asked him to talk a bit more about what changes we can expect with this update. Yes, yeah, certainly the 
uh, standard um, has been changed, but not dramatically. Um, I think a, a point to make is that it's more an evolution of ideas rather than a radical change in requirements. Um, and this is not uncommon with all the versions of the BRC standards that have been published. They don't often make um, sort of seismic jumps in requirements, but it's a, a transition or a um, working on existing uh, requirements. And BRCGS version 9 is fundamentally following that pattern. One of the key changes in the version 8 standard was this aspect of bringing in uh, food safety culture and development of food safety culture. And in version 9, this has now been um, taking the stage further. So now they're looking at introducing ways and concepts that you can actually develop a positive understanding of um, the importance of food safety culture within the organisation. So they're looking at means of um, developing um, systems and mechanisms to improve uh, everybody's understanding of food safety, quality and uh, making sure that this is actually developed and pushed through in, in more detail than the previous version of the standard. Uh, so it, it's a slight change in emphasis. They're putting more emphasis on, on the communication side of things. The other interesting areas where there's been some change is um, that uh, the policy requirements in the issue eight of the standard mainly covered a commitment to uh, meeting uh, food safety and uh, legal requirements, uh, but it's also included a commitment to improving uh, quality culture. So again, the development on this, this quality culture theme. This is it's actually quite an important concept uh, to try and improve and it's interesting that uh, you can actually have organisations who have excellent procedures, quality culture is not right in the organisation, then the implementation of these procedures and these systems often isn't particularly effective. So this is an area that um, was introduced in version 8 and augmented and built upon in issue 9. Another area where there's been a, a change is that the standard has always previously talked about uh, uh, food safety and quality, um, but now it's also covering um, integrity and authenticity into the standard. So where um, and there are references to um, making the requirements to actually set a system up to meet these uh, points is also bring authenticity. Now, this is coming back to a, a problem or a growing problem um, of actually ensuring that the product you're manufacturing is authentic. Um, you think back to um, scandals around um, meat um, a few years ago, 10, 10, 15 years ago, and the standard has been developing mechanisms for assessing authenticity of the product and the materials that go into the product. So this again is bringing this idea of developing systems to meet food safety, quality and authenticity. And this is mentioned in a number of places in the standard. So again, this is a slight change in emphasis of the requirements. Um, the other areas which um, the standard has amended are mainly sort of minor details. Um, so, for instance, in uh, section three, which is the quality management system, uh, there is um, slight tweaks to the requirements for carrying out uh, a review of um, supply 
services on an annual basis, um, which wasn't so, so obvious in the, the, the previous version of the standard. Uh, and in um, section four, which is the way of doing things, you know, the, the actual manufacturing side of it, there's been actually very few changes, but uh, there's little like uh, need to actually assess plastic strip curtains. So it's, it's that kind of minor change which is happening throughout the standard. Um, another area which is probably worthy of note is that uh, in section nine, which is the traded goods section. So this is a, a, a section which is a voluntary section. Uh, you can choose to be audited against or not. Um, and this is for people who are bringing products they don't manufacture on the site but sell it. And there's now a requirement to have a HACCP covering the um, um, food safety requirements of that product in the system to actually um, ensure that the product you're bringing in has been assessed for its um, uh, safety and its uh, uh, also its uh, authenticity, bringing back work back into the into play. Um, so, if you're looking actually at the changes in the requirements of the standard. These are actually quite few and far between, other than the comments and the areas I've talked about already. But one point which is worthy of noting is that the protocol has been updated to bring in a number of um, recent changes in um, the way the audits are taking place. And um, there's two notable points here. Firstly, um, really, it's, it's it's coming out of the COVID pandemic. Is that uh, you can have an option to have what is known as a blended audit. A blended audit is where 50% of the audit is carried out remotely and 50% is carried out on site. Um, the on site part is not surprisingly the audit of the manufacturing operation, so the doing bits, the physical activities that take place. And then the uh, off site remote audit, the audit records management system elements. Now, this was introduced about six months ago, a year ago now, probably, but it's now a formal and firm part of the standards and option you could choose if you so wanted to. The other part, which has been protocol, is that, um, again, this is a GFSI requirement. On the announced audit scheme, there is now a requirement to have one in the three, in a one audit in a three-year cycle, which is unannounced. Um, this process started already, and what the standard doing is is really putting this requirement into the protocol. So, in simple terms, in a cycle, and the cycle actually started in uh, February 21, in a three-year cycle, one audit has to be unannounced, and this process is actually undertaken now, uh, and you will be receiving an unannounced audit probably in the in the near future if you haven't received one already if you're in the unannounced in the announced scheme, but the the standard does define the the controls for this as apart from being sort of communicated separately. So it's it's bringing it up to date, um, and the protocol changes are probably slightly more significant than some of the changes in the actual standard itself. So if I had an overall comment on process. It, it's minor tweaking to the standard. It's um, building on um, quality culture and really bringing in this idea that uh, the standard is looking at food safety, quality and authenticity. 
And finally, we asked Mark, what does this update mean for BRCGS version 8 users? And could he also explain what it would mean for those who are entirely new to the BRCGS food safety standard? As I said before, the, the standard itself is um, published uh, in August uh, of this year. That's August 2022. Um, what the BRC have done and, uh, and tended to do for the last few years is they have a six-month implementation period. Uh, and this six-month implementation period is there to allow um, users of the standard to review their systems and build in the new requirements and for certification bodies to actually go through the process of training their auditors um, to be ready for audits against the new version of the standard. So that means come uh, the 1st of August, 1st of February 2023, all audits will be conducted against the version 9 of the standard. So if your audit was due um, in uh, 31st of January 2023, you will be audited against version 8. If your audit is due after the 1st of February 2023, you'll be audited against the BRC version 9 of the standard. And, and that's simply it. So knowing when your audit is due, then it means that uh, you will have the audit at that moment in time. Um, now, if you're new to the standard and you've never been audited before, what standard? audited against is rather dependent when you have your audit uh, and this is really something which you need to consider so if you plan to have your audit before uh, the 1st of February it will be version 8 if you plan to have your audit after the 1st of February it'll be version 9 uh, so this is something worth bearing in mind when you're developing your systems is to make sure you clear idea of what standard you want to be audited against. Um, I personally think that um, unless you got, uh, if you were planning to have your audit in um, early 2023, I would wait until after the 1st of February and go for the new version of the standard, although it, it really doesn't matter. I think the important thing is that you know what standard you'd be audited against, and that's very simple, and it's based on this simple cutoff date of the uh, 31st of January, when version 8 finishes. Thanks for listening to the Future in Focus podcast. For more information about LRQA's food safety services, please visit https colon forward slash forward slash info.lrqa.com forward slash food. Mm -hmm.